Okay. All right, here we go. Admit all. Admit all. Admit all. Hi, everyone. How are you today? Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Uh, can everyone hear okay? Okay, super duper. Hello and welcome to Zenful Conversations. You can find us having Zenful Conversations every single day in a private Facebook group for women. We're in our fifth year of these daily conversations. For more information on that and our many Zoom offerings, please visit zenfulconversations.com. My name is Zen Jen Brown. I'm your host, and we're here today with Natalia Garcia. Natalia, welcome to Zenful Conversations, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me here. I'm super excited. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Natalia. Natalia was recently featured on Channel ABC7, a local station here that I like a lot. She's a registered dietitian, licensed nutritionist, and board-certified integrative functional nutritional nutrition practitioner and athlete. As a professional tennis player, Natalia represented Mexico in the 2019 World Cup. Natalia has been providing nutritional counseling in her private practice for over 15 years, and she's helped countless clients not only lose weight for good, but also building a healthy relationship with food, regaining their health and vitality, and enjoying their lives. She follows a functional and integrative client-centered approach, which looks at food as information for our body and at the root causes of things and the body's imbalances. Her job is to resolve the pro problem, not just manage symptoms. Nutrition solutions for getting your optimal health back. With a functional and integrative medicine approach, you don't focus on managing the symptoms, rather finding and addressing the root cause of the health issues. So it's about finding the right way for each person to eat using food to maximize the potential for, for your health and even reverse dysfunction or disease. Natalia says there are many ways to eat while enjoying food, as well as manage chronic conditions that don't involve prescriptions, which only act as masks to symptoms without putting the fire out. She says, I could talk to you as a fellow sufferer. Let me show you how to get well. Natalia, thanks again. Thanks again for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited and um, yeah, very, very happy to be here and to contribute to everybody's help here that was able to join us and to answer uh, some questions as I talk. Sure. Uh, let me just go back to your bio for a minute. Mm -hmm. You say that I can talk to you as a fellow sufferer. Let me show you how to get well. Can you let us in on what brought you to this field of nutrition and wellness? Thank you. Great question. Well, I was a chubby kid growing up. Growing up, I wasn't a cool girl. I didn't fit in with the pretty girls for many, many, many years. And I had this obsession about kind of why don't I look like the others? Why I'm not pretty like the others? And it led me to start looking a lot into food. I was eating a lot of diet foods, diet yogurts, diet cereals. If I was, I was eating very little, exercising a lot. And long story short, I went to live abroad in Germany um, 
and the weather and the being very young and away from my parents, you name it, depression, which was undiagnosed, and also thyroid disease, which was undiagnosed, all that went to a snowball effect. And I pretty much stopped eating to the point where I had to go back to Mexico because I developed a full-blown eating disorder. And I went from weighing 154 pounds at age of 14 years old down to 83 and I was admitted to the hospital and it wasn't until my dad came one day into the hospital room and said honey I calling the tailor I'm like great because nothing fits at 83 pounds and he said no 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 for clothes for your coffin and I was like oh boy I don't want to die at 14 years old he really had to say those words for me to snap out of it a little bit and I chose life and it took me seven years to recover developed other um eating behaviors that I'm not very proud of but that led me to pursue my career and those being binge eating uh bulimia um overeating you name it I've done it all. I did it all. And that's why when I work with clients, I can really understand. And I, I'm not judgmental because I've been there and I've done it. And I know how hard it is to be kind to ourselves and not fall in that cycle and how bad we want to be out of that cycle and feel good, not just in our bodies, but about our choices. So that's yeah, a little bit why. It's challenging to to change our relationship with food. Uh, you know, uh, so much is on how we're raised, and and it's really challenging. And honestly, there's a lot of emotional that goes into that also because you want to comfort yourself, or you just you know, it, it's it's hard not to use it as uh, challenging to use, not to use it as a crutch, um, but. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Do Are there any questions from the audience right away from anybody? Okay. Um, do you want to say anything, Natalia, or do you want me to ask another question of you? No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, I, I just honestly, I, I, I watched a couple of your videos. Uh, I, I caught your, you caught my eye um, when you were on Channel 7. I just, you, you had a, just a short segment. And I'm like, I'm gonna ask her if she would be a guest speaker because she just made sense to me. I recently lost uh, over the past couple of years, 70 pounds myself, and I've had to uh, restructure my whole thoughts and everything on, on food. And I do still have some challenges from time to time, for sure. <laughs> uh, there's a definite conversation going back and forth in, inside here but I heard you say uh, I heard you mention Viktor Frankl Viktor Frankl was a, a Frankl was a, an Australian psychiatrist and a Holocaust survivor he had 39 books published and one of the quotes of his that I love and I heard you mention is between stimulus and response there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response in our response lies our growth and our freedom. So I just want to know if you'd talk a little bit about that. 
Thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, it was part of something that I was hoping to to talk about, and I love that that quote because sometimes I feel personally in working with tons tons of people that we are in autopilot sometimes, and we have a very busy life, and we have a we feel overwhelmed in so many ways, not just with our lives and our responsibilities and our families and our health and ourselves. Uh, but we're also busy in the mind and it's so hard to listen to ourselves. So when it comes to making choices that are, are in our highest and best interest at all levels, we have to listen to ourselves. And I want to put this analogy, like we can trigger stimulus and response without space. There's very little space. So if something triggers us to eat or not eat or whatever it is, if we make space, we can respond in a very different way. So I teach a lot of people to create that space by becoming self-aware of what is driving certain eating choices, maybe certain symptoms, maybe certain conditions. So awareness is where shift in our health can start and that can be at a mindful eating level it can also be at, at a um, digestive health level it can be applied in all kinds of levels so becoming aware of your own hunger becoming aware of what works for you instead of following you know what's told a lot and I mentioned this a lot of people are following very low calorie diets macros and they think it's all about that and we get programmed so easy and we don't listen to ourselves so I I really invite all of you here to listen to yourselves and to tap into that inner wisdom that we all have and that we sometimes forget about yeah, that's it, that inner wisdom. Um, yeah, well, you know that the the whole, the advertisements, I mean, it it mentions pizza for one split second. And then I happen to just catch it as I'm walking by the TV, the commercial. And then like the next day or so, I'm wanting pizza. Um, so it's it is definitely a challenging uh situation do you do is there more on the mind body connection that you can talk a little bit more about definitely when it comes to the mind um i call that like the outer wisdom you know there's a lot that we're exposed to a lot of commercials like you mentioned if you guys watch tv you will notice that about three to four commercials out of five or six are about food. Uh, the other ones are about drugs and the other ones are about insurance. <laughs> so um, it's a way to sometimes program ourselves to be wanting certain foods without actually being hungry. Uh, you know, and that happens when we have cravings. A lot of women tell me, Natalia, I have intense cravings for certain foods and I say I'm gonna eat one and then I end up eating 10 cookies and then I eat the whole box and by then I say I'm gonna just start on Monday and by Monday I haven't done any meal prep and 
it comes Wednesday and I haven't gone to the store and it's a guilt cycle and it's a what the heck effect is what I call it and sometimes it can be weeks it can be months until we are out of that cycle and I'm saying this because I've been there and it's easy to get wrapped up in there but when it comes to the mind body and spirit a lot of it has to do with just really slowing down and asking yourself I call this the head to heart conversation so when you engage in a head to heart conversation you are acknowledging an emotion that knocks on your door you may be aware that an emotion is driving you to eat sometimes it requires some asking like oh i'm reaching for this food constantly or at the stem of the day and you're like now aware of that but it also requires the awareness of maybe there's something that i am lacking in my life it could be that we don't feel connected to others could be that we are not feeling rested could be that we're feeling unbalanced could be that we're feeling that we're performing under the standard it can also be that we're feeling like we're not having fun or that we need a break and most of the times we give ourselves those things with food because food is tangible we can we can see it we can feel it in our mouths we can feel it and sometimes we can't feel a break unless we give ourselves a break and by that time maybe too late or we can't feel love right away because we may feel that love is just a sort of way and it can be so many other ways than I don't know having a significant other or whatever it may be so for that I would invite you to engage in this head-to-heart conversation where you ask yourself what need do I have that may not be met and again that could be feeling unbalanced feeling unrested feeling like you're not having fun feeling like there's something out of your control and that's always going to be life right we can't control everything and then ask yourself okay when and how may I need the need for feeling rested for giving myself a break for having fun because then you create that space to then really inquire what would be a choice that I will feel good about not just in my body but all all around when it comes to my choice yeah yeah well actually you're making me realize just how intimate <laughs> some of my chocolate experiences might have been <laughs> uh you know um and perhaps I mean because that awareness is first absolutely and you're to me uh I'm okay I've decided I'm gonna have it at certain points in time um but it's more about the the interaction and what's going on so did you have some kind of you know what's going on internally and how this relates to joint pain and all this other stuff how me you know how that how it translates into that so I don't know did you have some kind of presentation that you wanted to do or should I continue should we just continue talking how would you like what would you like to share today 
Oh, thank you. No, I do want to talk about the connection between maybe constant cravings or within what I call and what's been documented as the gut-brain connection. It's a connection that goes from the gut to the brain, and it's been studied for many, many years. This is not news. Uh, some people are really familiar with it. Some people are not. So uh, yes, if I can share my screen, um, I I will walk you through a little bit of a lens that you may want to look at yourself through so that you can understand yourself and also have some compassion for yourself. If for some research you're in a health, in a state of health where maybe you don't want to be, you can understand why and what are the things that are under your control if you want to do something about it. That's my way of empowering everybody who I work with. So um, I'm going to share my screen and kind of walk you through this. And also you should, uh, you should have all the capabilities of the host and okay. I'm going to let you take the floor and mute myself until you're done. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. And this is something that I'm, I'm very, very, very passionate about. And as you can see, it can be you know, when you're diagnosed with a disease or if you have a symptom, like somebody's bloated, somebody has cravings and somebody can't lose weight and somebody binges, um, or if there's some medical diagnosis like fibromyalgia, which is chronic fatigue or GERD, uh, which is reflux or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome or autoimmune disease, which is on the rise. Um, that is like you being looked as a plant, but just being looked as if you just were the leaves, not the entire plant. So I want to bring awareness to you about what it is that could be driving this disease. And it tends to be toxicity in different ways. And it could be just emotional, it could be mental, it could be physical. So what I'm really passionate about is to look at your stems and these are the systems that at any moment in time can become out of balance. So as an example, I see a lot of people who are really struggling losing weight and who are constipated. So that would be an example of how this system, the detoxification system, if we're not having bowel movements, how are we going to toxify? It's going to be really tough. If we drink only... 30 ounces of water, how are how much are we going to urinate? Not very much. So we won't detoxify that way. If we don't sweat, how are we going to enhance the system? So when I talk about this with people, we talk about habits. What habits do you have and what habits would you like to develop so that we optimize the systems that are likely out of balance, that are driving a condition or constant persistent symptoms. So I'm I'm a very I'm a nerd and I'm going to keep this as simple as I can. But another example that I was just mentioning about the gut brain connection is the gastrointestinal status. And I will talk a lot about how your digestive health can drive a lot of issues, not just feeling bloated or constipated or having abnormal bowel movements. Your digestive health can drive your brain health, your mood, your energy, because it has tons of jobs. So if this guy is out of balance, 
a lot of our beingness will feel out of balance. Now, this is something that we talked about just recently, the mind-body-spirit connection. And I feel we forget about this so much because we're on the do-do-do, we're on the go-go-go, and it's kind of the last thing we think about. But it is so important. Without this one, nothing else works. And I'll tell you in a little bit why. So it's tuning into yourself, giving yourself a hug without judgment. If you do notice, like sometimes I notice myself eating when I'm prepping my dinner on the counter and not actually sitting down. So I'm like, come on. But instead of beating myself like a dead horse, where I just you're aware that you're doing this, um, sit down and enjoy your dinner. And, you know, what? however you discover that something could be out of balance, always have self-compassion and kindness to yourself because we tend to not be kind to ourselves. And I want to invite you to practice that self-compassion and loving kindness because that really nourishes you in a way that it's really hard to experience until you do so. So... To finish this graph, I would like to talk about the root causes. And this is really what I'm so passionate about and why I decided to really deep dive into functional nutrition and medicine, because the origins of our conditions and symptoms, they are the main three big umbrellas. The, the genes, we may have a gene for example, our parents may have diabetes, so then we may have of a predisposition of having diabetes, as an example. But our environment has the ability to turn genes on or off. So what is our environment? The food we eat, if we move or not, if we see sunshine or not, if we sweat or not, our relationships. So... A lot of people who I talk to tell me, yeah, I have the gene for this, that, and the other. And yes, you do I acknowledge that. And genes are blessings. It's just that our genes require good behavior. And by good behavior, I mean really nourishing yourself in a well that your body can thrive versus becoming ill. So I just wanted to talk about that. The microbiome who in here is aware of the microbiome? I would just love to know if you can raise your hands with your emojis or just a hand. Okay, I love it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. So the microbiome is fascinating. It's the species of bacteria that make up your gut and it can dictate a lot of your health and it can be thrown out of whack very easily. So I want you to look at all of these bullet points, food, movement, stress response. When I feel stress, I feel it in my gut, like it crunches. So your gut can tell you a lot. Um, sleep, social connection, unresolved trauma, how we manage conflict. And as I mentioned before, being mindful, being aware, experiencing purpose, and also play love work and play are so important for health they're like the best ingredients if you're making a soup and you want that soup to be amazing if we don't have play and joy and laughter unfortunately we won't thrive and we forget 
I feel that we stop playing and laughing after we become adults. And this is not talked about a lot. And that's why I invite you to make moments of joy in your life, whether that be a sunset, whether that be a sunrise, whether that be seeing an animal, hugging your dog, watching a funny video, you name it. You know, we all have different boats that we float differently. But I want to make sure that you understand that we are complex human beings and that if you're diagnosed with a condition, it's not as simple as here's a pill, see you in three months and we'll look at your labs. And if your labs are higher, we'll increase the man because it goes beyond that. So is this making sense? It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Uh, absolutely. 100%. We, uh, I'm blown away by how much control we have over things because heck, I'm on my way to reversing an autoimmune disease. Honestly, for the first time in a decade, my, my numbers have been in the green and that's phenomenal. Um, and that's from me changing my diet. I have not yet to work with you, but, um, I wanted to ask, if anybody has any questions at this point for Natalia before she go ahead, Kim. I'll 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 stop the share and then I'll share again. Go ahead, Kimberly. I'm very excited to talk to you. I saw the the video that Jen had put on there and I really enjoyed it. But I was really excited because I've actually um looking for I'm gonna be moving, but I would be looking for a functional um doctor and you know an integrative that i'm going to go that way because i just find that you know a lot of you know physicians and stuff like that it is so true that you know you go and they say you know they're they're not trained at all on nutrition zero and you know they they don't give you anything all they can tell you is here's this pill because that's where you know big pharma that's where the money comes from and then it's just, oh, you know, well, these are your numbers and well, here's another pill and here's it, you know, and next thing you know, and I'm a nurse also. So next thing you know, all these patients are taking multiple medicines, their, their microbiome is a, you know, absolute mess and they have no idea. They've never been even given, you know, the, you know, told the person to like, um, you know, what about cutting out this, that, or whatever? Like for me, for instance, so my cholesterol is high. Okay. Now I have genetically high cholesterol, you know, family members have high cholesterol, whatever. So, you know, of course they tried to put me on various, you know, statins and stuff like that. I had, you know, achy joints from it. And I was like, I don't want to take it anymore. And, you know, my cardiologist, he would just say, just stop eating cheese. You need to eat vegan. That's what the answer is. And I'm like, they have no idea, you know, what they're talking about. They have absolutely no education in nutrition. So I find that talking to you is very, very encouraging because we need to have more of that out there so that, you know, we can go and, you know, basically fix it ourselves. You're right. And that's exactly what this whole uh, topic today is about, like how we can heal ourselves if we're aware of what it is that we need to heal ourselves. 
So yeah, thank you for bringing that point. And yeah, nutrition is, 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 it can be simple. I feel a lot of people get caught up in the macros and the calories and the meal plans and it does, it's not that hard. And I have a slide to show that. To um, be fair, hold on here. Cause to be fair, honestly, the, the stuff we're sold as food is not food, <laughs> you know, um, and there's McDonald's everywhere. And quite honestly, it's just a stupid society that we're in, you know, and, and you don't even realize that this isn't the right way until for a good portion of us, something already happened and you got to try to reverse it, you know, how in the world? So it's really, you know, it's not as simple as, well, hey, you know what I mean? It's like, do you know what? It's it we're we're combating a lot. We're combating the convert the bombardment of advertising, which they know how to do very subliminally into our subconscious, which is, you know, and it's just everywhere before us. And they put chemicals in these things to make you want more. It's not like you just have two or three. There's actual and a chemical that's want making you have more. So it's like so important this conversation yes and thank you so much for your passion and, and honestly as what i'm getting like riled up let's go team we've got to save the world here kind of thing um but yeah thank you kim uh do you have anything else to ask her um i don't think so like specific stuff great does anybody else have a question right now go ahead diane Unmute yourself, please. <laughs> there you go, getting hanging in. Um, I am just curious, and this is a little bit outside of the box, but for me, totally in the box. You said that you were a tennis pro. Yes, I am. My granddaughter is playing right now at Boca Raton in a UTR tournament. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. But my question is, I mean, she eats so healthy. I can't even believe it. Thank God my daughter and she practiced wonderful nutrition. But out there, she's traveling the world out there with either a trainer or coach or whoever. And I don't know how she manages to do it with the ups and downs of tennis, especially. Um, she had a match yesterday, an hour and a half for the first set. She ended up winning it in the second set, but an hour and a half for one set. It, your body physically handling that. And I don't know how she does it. And I don't know, but from your experience being on the pro tour, is there something for sports in general that that is a key help, useful for, I mean, she does the best she can, but I know she'd do even better if she knew how. Like, do you have a book or do you have anything with, with um, information like that in it? I'm actually working on a book, oh, so wonderful. it will it will come out. And just from personal experience, as athletes, we need so much more nutrition and so much more rest. That and sometimes we don't allow ourselves to rest. Like 
here and sometimes yeah. we don't eat enough because we're in the go 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 um and enough time to recover and um sometimes it's hard to really get it all in um with athletes and myself I've checked my nutrient levels to assure that I'm not deficient in key mm -hmm. nutrients that drive energy production um and that drive stamina um in uh, in recovery so that's something that can be looked at to see if there's a significant deficiency mm -hmm. um to um make sure that she has all the nutrients that she needs because sometimes you would have to eat just a lot a lot and sometimes the time and the travel and the quality of the food does not make room for that but exactly. i would say eating enough eating the right foods hydrating enough and getting enough rest sleep yes and and also just downtime and this goes for everybody i don't feel that we make enough downtime in in this day and age it's all about do 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 work 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 or whatever mm -hmm. so that impacts our health too so it's okay to sometimes just chill for an hour um and not if it's even if it's not the weekend and it's not okay to i feel to just work 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 take the dog out have dinner and pass out because yeah. then <laughs> no my daughter passes out she keeps going <laughs> Yeah, well, as I was hearing you explain about the, the needs and demands of being an athlete, I'm like saying, well, so it's to me, it's just a discipline for everybody across the board. The more and the more active you are or the more, you know, pro professional athlete like that, the more disciplined you have to be. Uh, but it's still it's, it's all just layers of the same thing, nourishing our body, you know, um, balance and all that. So great diane yeah thank you thank you anybody else before natalia continues no okay natalia you want to finish uh or, or go ahead and go back yes to yes, yes yes i want to tell you something very important sure. and so share i'm just going back to the screen um especially because there was an interest on the uh my like mind body gut brain connection um i'm sure you've heard that all disease begins in the gut um have somebody heard has somebody heard that here before all disease begins in the gut so this was told by hippocrates and he was an ancient physician and he kind of knew it way back then so you know i i bring this up to light a lot because a lot of people live with reflux or um being bloated or constipated um and they feel it's normal and it's not normal <laughs> i'm like it's not normal because people just come to me it when they're just so feeling awfully for years and i'm like okay how many years have you been experiencing this and they say well no, as long as i can remember you know so if that's you just know that it's not normal and that it can trigger a lot of issues so i have an, an example of a, a microbiome um report that i run on a lot of people who come see me um, that have digestive symptoms or while i'm collecting their intake their information and it's sometimes what happens is that our gut experiences something called dysbiosis. So this is the overgrowth of bacteria that sometimes can take over our gut. And 
it can cause a lot of problems, not just physically, but also, as you can see, this, this person had a type of bacteria that can trigger autoimmune disease. And this is not something that is told openly, I feel, and that's why I talk about this a lot. There's a new segment on this, um, but her stool test results pretty much developed the imbalance. We all have good and bad bacteria, just so you know. It's just that balance that we need to achieve by eating the right foods, moving enough, seeing sunlight, sweating, resting, all that we talked about before. Um, but she also had insufficient healthy bacteria that were crucial for health. And she also had leaky gut, which is what I call as intestinal permeability. And I know you may have heard this, and I want to explain a little bit of what that is so that you have an idea. Um, because if you have inflammation in your body and you feel that inflammation, um, it could be coming from this dysbiosis that I talked about. It could be candida, which is yeast overgrowth, which I see a lot, which can be tested. Um, it can also be because of overgrowths. So this bacteria can be so abrasive that it can cause leaky gut. And to explain what leaky gut is, is pretty much um, a way of, and I apologize for the, I have a better, a better picture of that, but it's been shown that if we have leaky gut and the barrier of our guts, that is the doorway to inflammation, autoimmunity, and cancer. So this is the lining of our gut. And you want to think about that as the roots of a plant. I'll use that analogy. And if we're constantly drinking alcohol, today I had a woman who joined one of my digestive health programs. And it was that she was just very honest. She was like, well, I have three drinks um, a day, you know, a night while I'm making dinner. And we talked about the why, well, because I have a stressful job and because it's a way of, you know, unwinding. And this has been a habit for years. And then I'm really stressed because of my job and all I have to do. And I think she had a few rounds of antibiotics and steroids because she got sick and couldn't lower the inflammation. And that's what she was prescribed. And then there's certain foods like grains. I would tell everybody who's listening here to get off grains, dairy, added sugar in excess, of course, and processed foods because those really, really have a lot of unhealthy ingredients that can go into systemic circulation, trigger our immune system and develop autoimmune disease. And once our gut is not uh, intact, but permeable, we can really feel super fatigued because we're not absorbing anything. And we can really, anything that is not supposed to come inside here, comes in high inside and we can develop chronic systemic inflammation, which then appears as a chronic condition. And it's been shown through research that it can actually cross the blood-brain barrier. So as you can see, the intestinal wall is very, very similar to the blood-brain barrier. So a leaky gut equals a leaky brain. So there's not a lot of awareness of this. So if somebody gets Parkinson's, if somebody gets dementia, if there are kids that have ADHD or are in the spectrum of autism, I usually work with them at a gut level uh, because that's a lot of where this is stemming from. 
So um, I, I want you to know that there's a lot that you can do. And what you can do is this is the protocols that I use through functional medicine. We can you can remove the foods that are messing up your gut. I already told you grains added sugar in excess think about sugar like money spend it where you need it the most so if you get your paycheck right what do you have to pay mortgage rent the water you know your essentials but think about sugar like money you get 20 dollars to spend and you spend it where it matters the most for you so for me, I have a non-dairy yogurt that has eight grams of sugar. And sometimes I have two of those a day and that's where I spend it. But being aware of your added sugar is huge. So going back to those remove, added sugar in excess, grains, dairy, and processed foods would be the foods that I would highly, highly recommend to remove. And then depending on your case um you can choose to test or not test but you may need digestive secretions like biles and enzymes that help you digest everything and that keep the bad bugs at bay and then re-inoculate with healthy species repair the leaky gut and the rebalance this is the most important one and people forget it's about lifestyle choices, sleep, exercise, and stress management. And sometimes I get people who want to do the program and all they want is the supplements and all they want the meal plans and they're not willing to slow down, to breathe so that their central nervous system is in a opposite weight of fight or flight. So if we don't allow our body to heal by being calm and relaxed and in a stage of rest and digest, it's going to be really hard for our digestive tract to heal. So these are the protocols that I use when somebody comes with digestive issues and if we do a test. Um, and the foods that I would tell you to really, really stay away from would be to consume live foods and to eat uh, to not eat dead foods. Well, what is an example of a dead food? Um, this, I have people coming to my office and say, hey, you know, I've lost 30 pounds because instead of eating McDonald's, now I'm having this protein shake and it has 30 grams of protein. That's what people look at, the grams, right? Of protein or the grams of carbs. They don't look at the ingredients, which are all the toxins and all the things that really mess up the gut. And when we go through it, they are like, oh my goodness, I didn't know. I didn't know that this has artificial sweeteners and stuff that is really messing up my gut. And it's all right. You're not supposed to know. You know, that's why I'm here to tell you, but your body receives these foods, like one ingredient, it's very easy. Let me use this analogy of a present. If it's Christmas, right? And I give you a present, you want that present to be wrapped in one box in one sheet of wrapping paper so that you can open it up and enjoy it, right? You wouldn't want a present wrapped in 50 boxes and 200 sheets of wrapping paper because it's going to take you forever. And what do you think those wrappers are going to do in your system? Cause a lot of dysfunction, cell-to-cell -cell miscommunication, toxicity, 
So that is really the reasoning behind eating very healthy, whole on processed foods. Any questions so far? Yes. So I've been on a couple of different or listened to a few different people, been on a couple different programs, and I don't like it when people start saying to remove certain foods. And what I understand you like about what you're, yeah, I understand what you're saying as far as removing it to figure out what is exactly bothering you and then what reintroducing it. So great question. And when I work with people, sometimes they tell me, Natalia, will I be able to reintroduce dairy? And my answer would be, if you, if I show you what dairy does to you, you may not want to have it. And I'm happy to pop on my screen and share the research on dairy. It's just not health. It's, and, I, and I'll do that. But there's a reason behind that. And so I guess which food groups um, I mentioned grains, dairy, added sugars, and processed foods. So what question do you have about those? Or is it more like why remove those certain foods? Um, not why, but I mean, I, I get the why. But what I'm saying is that I like dairy. Well, actually, ice cream likes me. <laughs> you know, it's not just that I like them. It's, you know. They also like me, that you know, that's why they talk to me, yeah. you know, they talk to me in the store and stuff and say, bring me home. Ben and and Jerry, I'll tell you like, why. Bring me home. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. This is why. Because, you know, I'm very science-based and I want you to know why. Um, and this is why. And sometimes when I share this with people, they're like, oh man, that's why. So if you just give me one second. I, I think uh, so sure. balance is what we're trying to achieve is balance within and, and it, it's it's overall mind body spirit and that comes up in every conversation practically but that's what we're trying to achieve here and it's no different so you're talking about removing these so our bodies function properly so that it can heal you know, because you cannot heal if you're having foods that are making you sick and you may not feel sick, but your immune system is working for you so that you don't feel sick. But feeling sick doesn't have to be, um, for example, throwing up or being gassy or whatever. Um, it can it can develop in other ways. So while you're healing, um, you want to probably eliminate certain foods one of them being dairy and I'll show you the research and then you make your choice this is what I work with all the clients but this is I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the facts on dairy um and why I am not a fan I don't have it and you know I I don't have it in the house you know why because I know I'll eat it so I have it when I go out as a treat. If I want if I want ice cream, I'll go to the ice cream store and buy myself a cone of two scoops and I will super enjoy it. Or if I go out to a restaurant and I want something with cheese, I'll have that. So it's not like never, ever, ever dairy, but if we have it at home, 
I feel we tend to lose control and it's because of this. And I, and I, I really want to share you the science and then you make your choice, you know, now you're aware and now you make a choice. So what's, what's the scoop with dairy? Dairy has two proteins, which are whey and casein. So casein has been found to be a food derived. Ah, give me a second. <laughs> this just went, went higher. Um, I apologize. So casein has been found to be a opioid type peptide. And that means that it acts in our morphine receptors in our brains, and it leads to very addictive behaviors. So this has to do because of the cattle here in the United States. And we have this genetic variation from, um, a2 to A1, you will see at the store A2 milk. I still wouldn't buy it. Um, but what happens is that this, this casein, which is a protein in all dairy, especially in cheese, um, morphs to what is called caseomorphin. So this has an opioid activity in our opioid receptors and acts like morphine because it has morphed into caseomorphin. So it leads to very addictive behaviors. And that's why a lot of people, when they have their they it's very hard to give up. It's because of this scientific reason. And a lot of research correlates the exposure to regular cow's meals to the incidence of autoimmune disease, which I get three cases a week, and which is the number one killer amongst women under 65 years old, and developing heart disease, type one diabetes, which is an also an autoimmune disease, autism, schizophrenia, because of this caseomorphin. So that's the research. It impacts your opiate receptors in your nervous system, in your hormonal system, and it impacts your immune system. And as you saw, I didn't make that out of my, I didn't pull that out of my sleeve. It's research. I saw once uh, the movie, uh, I think it's, I think it was Forks Over Knives. Yes. And I think they have quite a bit of data on that dairy. Uh, as well. It was interesting. I, I don't recall the fellows' names, the doctors' names. One of the doctors, I think, was raised in a dairy farm, and he ended up uh, not... Actually, it's been a long time from, since I've seen it, but uh, I limit my dairy since that movie, since watching that movie, because my perception changes, you know? That's the thing. We go along, and we'll start to not really want some things anymore because our relationship with food. I'm imagining now, I'm realizing that because your perception changes and there's a lot of things I used to really, really like that don't even do anything for me now. But like what? I would love to know, Jen, like what? Why, why uh, macaroni and cheese. Like macaroni and cheese used to be my number one favorite thing. And honestly, and steak, big old fat ribeye steak, nicely charred on the outside. But I haven't had uh, beef since 2011. And uh or pork um and uh the dairy 
I don't remember exactly when that was. It's been a long road of me trying to heal myself here, you know? So um, I can't remember when everything all took place, but it really all kind of fell into place within the last couple of years when I decided to love myself. And you're speaking, self-love is such a important topic and we can love ourselves with the right foods that love us back. That's when it turned around. That's when it turned I don't around. know doesn't do it for me <laughs> sorry <laughs> it takes a while you got to keep practicing it you gotta yeah. keep, just got to keep practicing i like mac and cheese i'm gonna die happy that's yeah. all right now i still do like ben and jerry's though we yeah. still got a thing going on yeah. uh, i'm working on it every once in a while yeah, but that's the whole thing i think that i have worked on it and i think i've cut it i barely eat meat at all um anymore and there's definitely things that i've cut out that don't bother me at all you know and then there's you know people tell you you know the cottage cheese is a good protein source which it is but mm. you know it's like who do you believe so what i'm not going to eat twigs and grass not going to happen and nobody's saying that you're going to eat twigs and grass that may be the story that's in your head and we all make stories about how it's going to be without our favorite foods but it you're not nobody nobody enjoys lives if they eat twigs and in 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 grass like that's no it's just you finding a balance finding what works for you and maybe having it out so that i mean i just know that if i buy a pint of ice cream you know i'll probably eat it in a week and i know what it does to my system and you know we are all in a different boat so hey. i we're all on a different boat, but you I promise you wouldn't eat it twigs and grass because that would be no fun. And you have to have fun when you eat. It has to be enjoyable. You have to look forward to the meal. It has to be feeling and feel good in your mouth and have the right texture and flavor. So it can be doable. It's doable. Awareness of what just at least mindfulness, I think, too. And, and look at the ingredients is important. Yes, you know, taking a taking a good look and deciding, and then deciding to go for it and being okay with it and enjoying it. It's a process. It's not going to happen overnight, no matter what we do. It's always a practice. It gets down to our practice, just being mindful. I do want to speak to what when we do have a treat to be okay with that. You know, to say I'm going to have it and enjoy it, and that makes the world of a difference when we eat something so thank you for bringing that up yeah for sure well you know it's uh it's um it, it's it's gonna take a long time or for me it's it's just one small step at a time you know if, if i'm not ready to stop that don't you dare try to take that from me you know what i mean so it's got to be to me a, 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 and a the only way for that to happen is, is to is to constantly practice because we're stubborn, <laughs> you know, and we don't want to give it up. First of all, uh, I don't want to know all this stuff, right? Um, and so it's a it's a, just a practice to where it, the balance starts to shift, and you realize that feeling like crap isn't necessarily rewarding myself. <laughs> 
because it affects your joints, it affects all this stuff and we start to not feel good. And that's what's tipping it for me. Not that it doesn't taste good or heck yeah, I want to have it. But I notice now that I don't feel as good. And that is really the bottom line of it all for me is to feel good and enjoy the, you know, our quality of life. Our, our quality of life. There's anybody else have any questions? Go ahead, Diane. But oh, you're on mute. Okay. Um, as you you know, but probably the, the others definitely probably do not know that I was in the hospital about a week ago for about a week. It was not a fun uh, time. And I actually found out that I had something that did not run in my family. Uh, no one I knew had it. And something everybody has probably heard about and doesn't think about when they eat but i'm thinking about it now and it's called gallstones and gallbladder and all of that and it's made a tremendous difference two ways i still have my hip to go and get that replaced but for my stomach and my digestive system I have been for several months, I just wanted to lose weight and I've never been in that position in my entire life to have to lose weight. But now I am, I don't like this. So I just started with little things, little things, gradually, vegetables, potatoes, things I like, things I don't like. Um, and just started getting into a habit with everything, not just that little dessert or that little sweet thing you want to have on the side. It turned into a habit of all the food I eat now. I eat less and it has been, it's been three or four months and I've lost 20 pounds, which for me with no exercise except for the yoga which is amazing and the biggest part is i'm finally beginning to feel better um it is not something i don't want these gallstones or my gallbladder even in me but the choice is they can do more harm if they take them out or if they leave them in they don't know so their choice is usually just leave them in unless you have further problems. So it just, this just happened. I mean, I didn't really plan it, but I thought I was just gonna eat a little bit less here and there. And it it's working, it's really working. Um, almost every day I step on the scale and it's a little bit less, a little bit less. And I find that the things I thought I loved most aren't anymore. I love some of the other things that probably aren't great, but like corn on the cob, but I love broccoli and I love some of the things that are so good for you. Carrots and things I never cared about before and didn't want to eat. So it like turned my world upside down and it's working. So mm -hmm. we can do 
we just have to do a little bit at a time. We don't have to do it all at once. Thanks, Diane. Thank you for sharing. I think it's very inspiring just that by doing little by little and how now you don't have to have an invasive procedure and how you're feeling better. And I don't think about it now. I know that I'm getting better. I'm feeling better. And it was a long process. I don't ever want to go through again. No one would want to go through it. So it's, I really appreciate everything that you have said today because it's so important. Are you, do you have a book? Are you writing a book or do you have references to, to refer us to, please? I'll put all that in the email uh, when I send the replay link. We'll send all her information. Uh, Kim, did you have something you want to ask? Thanks so much, Diane. Thank you. Yeah. I thought you waved your hand. No, I was I was giving applause to oh, Diane. <laughs> very, cool. very cool. Yeah, see, uh, Brenda, do you have anything to say? Good to see you here. Something just hit me at 410. I said, oh, okay. No, no, I I have about the the gut bio, what's it, gut genome or gut biome? Which one yes. is it? That yes, the microbiome. Yes. Microbiome, right. It is that. And I have been reading a lot about that because I have, I just, and it makes sense to me. Because, but when you talk about, um, Kimberly said that ice cream, you know, calls her. But, and I remember when I was in my social worker part of my life and I was talking to someone and she talked about she used to be on cocaine and how when you go past certain corners or wherever she used to buy it, uh, it called her. You know, that that drug, not just that drug, I'm sure any drug, but she was talking about cocaine, how it called her whenever she drove past that corner or whatever. And I know that sugar is the same way because chocolate, you know, you just said ice cream, but, uh, you know, chocolate is a real divisive element. <laughs> You know, because yes. dark hot chocolates will be good for you if you eat it in the middle of the day so we can rationalize between our brain that's rationalizing what's the, you know, what you can eat. But then I'll say, well, milk chocolate is okay too and blah, blah, blah. Or if it's got almonds in it, then that'll absorb the sugar and the whole bit and everything. But also about stress and how it affects your body and you don't know it and it affects your food and how you eat a pack of Fig Newtons to get it out of the house so you won't eat anymore. You know, and oh, you go to Aldi's and they got cheap cookies over at Aldi's and I can eat a whole bag on my way home. But the last time I did, I only ate three and I did throw that whole bag away of oatmeal something that I got and I threw it away. But it is like a drug and I know that. But when you're young, you can do that because your system doesn't react the same way. You could eat the Fig Newtons and hide them under your cookies under your pillow at night so your kids don't get them, you know, because the kids will eat them up and they're fine because they're young. <laughs> but the older you get, whatever your, your D is in your DNA, that stuff just pops up and comes. Because I was just told that I was diabetic and I, you know, I've never, my mom would say, I never had diabetes in my life. Well, she said high blood pressure. But but that DNA knows you that you're it's in your family ancestral traits. And you live long enough, it's gonna float up because you're eating the same way that you were taught to eat. You were taught to eat like, you know, pies and cakes and sweets and that's love. 
And that's, and I've always been, been attracted to that compared to food that I would, and when that mid afternoon or whatever it is, fine, and nothing's prepared, you know, that's when you're going to eat the junk. And then you're going to feel horrible in an hour and a half later and sluggish and messed up. But, what a great awareness on your yeah. end. I appreciate you sharing because Yeah, we keep coming back for more. We keep Thank coming you. back for more, but I went because because of my situation with my husband, all that stress and eating and not paying attention. I had not been to the doctor for a physical in two years. And two weeks ago, she wouldn't refill a prescription because she said, bring your behind in here. And so she ran blood work and all my AC ones and all my everything is there is sugar. The idea of sugar floating in your blood. I mean, it's just your blood is like turning to sugar because you're eating all this crap, sugar crap, you know, and that kind of got me in my head. So I have really just for like about a week and a half, I'm talking about losing the weight. It, it, it was just coming off. Plus your gut gets messed up and everything. So then that helps. But I have, I have not had any cookies. I haven't had any chocolate. And, you know, I know you said your yoga on Fridays was like, you know, better than chocolate and sex. I know I said that, Jen, but I've, I've been able to stay away from that. The, because the more you stay away, it's easier in a way. If you have one, you're gonna say, well, I can have three, you know, not two, because two just make you mad, but three will satisfy you a little bit. <laughs> But that's, and that's why this was, a, I was attracted to this, Jen, when you, when I saw that and whatever, because sugar is a drug, I think it's more powerful than heroin. I've been, had a million operations. I'm not addicted to heroin or all the Percocet or all that stuff. And they gave me all that, that stuff, but I am addicted to chocolate and sweets. Yeah. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's readily available. It's, it's not illegal, you know? Mm -hmm. Do is get it. <laughs> not even drinking wine anymore. Don't drink no wine, no beer. No, I was drinking beer because it was low calorie beer. You know, seventy five in that some kind of light Miller Light or something like that. Seventy five calories. You know, but I, I quit all of that, but I couldn't quit the sugar. Well, Brenda, I got to say it's a definite pleasure to have you on, and thank you for coming today. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. For commenting there too um so health i heard you say natalia health doesn't happen at the doctor's office no they say you eat cottage cheese they told me to eat cottage cheese kimberly they're doctors they're not dietitians listen you know it's just we're trained very differently you know doctors I think it was mentioned before, don't know squat. And they don't know squats. Mm -mm. And to be a dietitian and to give nutrition advice, in many states you have to have a license. And that license requires you to do your research, a little of what I just showed. And you have to kind of step on, on top of the game. And you can't say what was told 10 years ago about don't eat mm, eggs. No, that's don't true. They gotta keep up. They don't keep up. So I guess I'm sharing all this, you know, with 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 good intention and, um, you know, it may be like, what? No cheese or, you know, just whatever you, you're, you're taking it. But it's not as a mm, Debbie Downer. It's more to bring awareness, um, you know, when it comes to sugar, 
it's so important that you acknowledge your emotional connection with sugar in your mm -hmm. emotional relationship as it relates to all the foods that you eat that have sugar and kind of journal on that and it's all right I mean not you know because you will develop that awareness and it'll help you understand and it can help you create a different narrative about how sugar can still be a part of your life you know if you've been diagnosed mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. diabetes mm -hmm. and your a1c is in the diabetic range mm -hmm. um you know sugar is something to watch as well as other things but you are starting amazingly i mean look at you you cut down alcohol that really burns the pancreas mm -hmm. up and yeah, you're really never. cutting a lot of foods which it sounds to me that you wouldn't have done unless you were diagnosed with this that's absolutely true but i was feeling so tired but then you think tiredness is age you know asian you're well, maybe this is normal. I've been tired so long. I was thinking it was normal. And no. she told me, she said, no, it's not normal to be tired when you wake up and take a nap, whatever you're doing. And I was just tired 24 seven. And no, that's sure not normal. Until now. Mm -hmm. Until now. Until well, now. I, I have the same issues as Kim. I totally relate to Kim. Um, it's dairy is the, the biggest thing and of course what do i struggle with inflammation yeah so i'm aware of it but i don't know it just it's it's my thing <laughs> it's so Concept. so hard and yes. you know and at some point though you're gonna say i'm sick of doing this to myself mm -hmm. And, and there's the point right there. That's what I think uh, you, you have the trigger, the the change, the turn of events, Natalia, when you, you said, all right, that's it. Now I'm going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. you know? And and until it's still to practice. Eventually, I would think that with practice, everybody would get that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially pain might do it sometimes. Pain. But after a while, you get used to pain because you know, if you eat a bunch of sugar and ice cream, if I eat sherbet, it's like I can't stop because I think it's not ice cream and I'll just keep eating the sherbet. But after you do that with sweets and stuff, I notice my fingers, they'll, I'll start inflaming. They'll, you know, your fingers hurt. And it's because you have eaten too much sugar. Because yes. if I, when I'm backing off the sugar, my fingers are starting to feel better. Right. So, you know, I'm seeing that, that I'm, I'm, it takes some time. I mean, I'm talking about like maybe two weeks, but I could feel the difference how I'm starting to wake up feeling better. Keep it going, not so it doesn't turn back no. around. It's a good mindset. And I it's know. There, so keep yeah. practicing. The holidays are coming, uh, y'all. Yeah. So I encourage everybody here to keep a daily journal and even put it in the group for non-scale related victories because sometimes we're really weight focused and your weight may drop but if you sleep better oh. if you don't have joint pain if you don't wake up brain fogged if you have energy if you have a good mood you gotta keep that like on a daily basis and count your daily wins because that is what will keep you moving forward and you will empower yourself so that is hopefully something that we'll see in the group counting your daily wins, whatever that may be. And also, what are your non-scale related rewards? You know, a lot of you want to lose weight. Sometimes the scale doesn't tip as 
deep as we want to or as fast as we want and we'll get discouraged and I say that because of working with thousands of people so you want to focus on the feeling of your fingers not hurting on a restful slip um, on not having as many cravings it's huge to honor your progress in that way as well thank you so much Brenda um Natalia thank you so much do you have uh, any final thoughts that before we share your contact information anything that you want to leave these ladies with um just to sum up really that we are to create balance in our lives within the physical body that we talked about a little bit today um the emotional body I feel is something that we touched on as a relationship with food I would love to come back and talk more about the emotional body and all the different bodies that we have so that we know how to nourish those bodies and not reach for food because those other bodies haven't been fed and also to know that there's balance within the chemical body as you as Brenda as you achieve a better A1C as the inflammation markers start coming down as the um um how do immune markers are staying in the green, whatever it is. So honoring that you are not just what I call this meat suit. You'll see me refer to that a lot. We are way more than that and your body can heal. And it, it can be a lot of the narrative. So I invite all of you to share your narrative after today. What will be your new story about your body healing potential what will be your new story because you may have a story right now but what will be your new story and your new narrative which will dictate your life after today's workshop i would love to see that awesome awesome natalia thank you thank you so much natalia's website is fnwellness.com that's f as in functional n as in nutritional nutrition wellness.com sign up for her newsletters and be sure to check out her blog while you're on her website she's really loaded with with lots of helpful information um, you can connect with Natalia on Facebook Instagram and LinkedIn she has a free Facebook group uh, for continued information on personalized nutrition with a functional and integrative approach you can email her at Natalia at fnwellness.com as f as in functional and as in nutritionwellness.com. We'll send out this information and more in a follow-up email tomorrow, along with the replay link. Please visit zenfulconversations.com, sign up more of these conversations where you get to ask the questions. Natalia, in gratitude, thank you so much for coming today. Thank Ladies, you. thank you as always for your great questions. Thank you for being here and we'll see you guys next time. Namaste. Namaste. Okay. Bye. Bye.